0: hello and welcome to bad songwriter podcast i'm your host anna holmquist we're here today with izzy true hello hi (laughs) thanks for being on the podcast (laughs) thank you thank you so much for having me i'm Mm -hmm. excited Uh, i remember you talking about doing this like last some many months ago and uh I wanted to do it. And here I am. <laughs> here you are. Glad that you wanted to share your bad music with the world. <laughs> I guess I didn't want that. I just wanted you to do it. But <laughs> now, when you put it like that, that's, yeah, that's not true. Actually, I don't want to do this. at all. <laughs> but you're doing it anyway. That's so nice of you. It's typical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when did you first start writing music? I think definitely when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I used to make up funny songs all the time. I, I think the first song I ever remember like specifically sitting down and being like I'm gonna write a song was like I was probably like seven or eight and I was hanging out with my friend and we had like a little tape recorder and we wrote a song that went and you thought we'd get married, and you thought we'd get married, and you thought we'd get married, ooh, and that was the whole song. Uh, <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Real st- stuck in my craw, I guess. Yeah, you uh, still remember it. Catchy <laughs> tune. Well, I feel like it's so weird to be, to knowing that I'm doing a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've never thought about the people actually being human and not just disembodied voices yeah it's strange right
1: yeah it's weird
0: yeah I hate talking but I have this podcast so (laughs) I have to do it that's good see it goes back to what we were saying earlier you (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't like it but you have to yeah what was your first instrument either ukulele or violin Mm -hmm. which is actually what i'm teaching now both of those things oh cool (laughs) i can't play violin uh but (laughs) i am teaching it to kindergartners um did you write songs on violin i was never really good enough at the violin to write anything i Mm. did not i don't even think i finished suzuki book one that's a very uh frustrating instrument to start on because it sounds so bad for so long yeah it seems pretty difficult when you started performing music was it solo was it with a group the first time i ever like performed music was like singing with a group like like not a chorus but like at this uh old time music festival when Mm -hmm. i was like nine or ten we did some like oh brother where art thou songs was very cute (laughs) that's great (laughs) um but i guess yeah i started playing with with a band when I was a teenager and that was my first real like performance experience outside of you know musical theater (laughs) (laughs) what kind of musical theater stuff did you do I did the play like the musicals uh all through middle school but I got I started um having sex and smoking weed in high school and it was you know It conflicted, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those things happen at the same time. You know, you got to pick one or the the other, really. I knew I was buckling down (laughs) in a different direction. Uh What was your first band? The first band you were in called? The first band I was ever in was called uh, Fight a Scary Dog. It was a folk punk band. I actually have some some of that music here to share with us (laughs) to share with you great well maybe we should take a listen to the first one then uh i'm gonna play a song for you now called uh, 666 wolves (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's a song about uh 666 wolves, and I say fuck a lot. Everyone, gang vocals, and then I'm reading the Wikipedia article about wolves <laughs> and yelling. Um, and so that, yeah, that's what's going on there. Okay, get ready because it's you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have been warned. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. sighs> um. So this is the Wikipedia? And it's yeah, yeah, this is the Wikipedia article. Um, this was fun. I liked yelling a lot. Uh, we didn't usually sound like this. Uh, but this was great because you got a lot of audience participation going. Yeah, that makes sense got a, um, you know, howling, to mm-hmm. get everyone to say fuck a lot, which was crucial, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Slopis is a late Ice Age survivor, originated during the late place to see around three thousand fucking fucking walls! I mean, <laughs> it's like you pretty much get the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's over. Oh, Christ. Short and sweet. Merciful. <laughs> yeah. So that was like one thing that that band did. Yeah, I was really into like folk punk and especially this band called Blackbird Realm, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a crusty like doom folk punk band from Santa Cruz. It's like a bunch of like I don't know. It's very, my brother, like my sister and I both really liked it. My older sister and and my brother was like, why do you guys listen to this joyless music? (laughs) Which is, I feel like, a pretty apt description. It's like all like super metal and scary scary about the end of the world and Mm -hmm. spooky there's a saw that kind of thing yeah that was we loved that and then we loved you know like ska (laughs) yeah (laughs) i never had that phase the ska phase i somehow skipped out on that i had a lot of other phases i had my pop punk you know i had whatever evanescence was that was a whole phase maybe that Maybe I'm still in that phase. I don't know. You, you've never you haven't. Well, you it will come to you, right? I guess. Yeah, I'm 30 and I have a lot of years left to live in theory. So I maybe I'm like when I'm 35. 35 is a great year to get into ska. You know, you. <laughs> it's really <laughs> the perfect time. You know, you're because like the really the best times to be into ska would be, and we're speaking third wave ska here, right? Right. You know, 12. Mm-hmm. And then maybe thirty five. They're both periods where you know you're just cut loose. You're at the end of a certain cycle in your life. You know what, moving into the next one. I I think you should do it. Great, you should get really into it. Have you ever heard you uh, Catch Twenty Two? Maybe you start there. No, you know, Streetlight Manifesto. You'll, ha- you'll have. To- I've heard of that. I've heard of that one. Uh-huh. You'll have to help me. <laughs> I think they're basically the same band. Oh okay. Yeah, my dad was really into like, old like. He was into the the real shit <laughs> so i had like i was getting it from both both and the ska it was everywhere you can't escape it no i can't escape it what is the second song you have for us to listen to well i have the first song i ever recorded ever great um except for i guess that one that i recited for you <laughs> Uh, This is the one that I am the most horrified to listen to. Mm -hmm. I think I was 14 years old. I noticed that when I would lay down next to my high high school boyfriend, I would feel sad. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess this is a song. This is a song about that. (laughs) Crucial strumming pattern. through basically every effect. I, you know. A lot of reverb on there. The garage bin. Yeah. It's getting harder just to walk out the I'm making some interesting <laughs> interesting delivery choices here. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the age when you know what kinds of things people say in songs and uh and so that you put <laughs> that's how you do a song <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> i definitely wrote a lot of very there were a lot of very dramatic lyrics in, in some of my songs so, at a very yeah. young age where i'm like this is not this is not from my real lived experience <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh, i actually taught a class this summer with kids like I think like I 9 to sunshine, 13 mm-hmm. and like a songwriting rock band class but baby is Like who I don't know who Who wrote the song But anyway they do the same thing It's really funny yeah. <laughs> It's really cute it's, Oh my god actually I should honestly play you one of them I don't know if I can I don't know what the optics on the release forms are for that But, right. uh, but I should play you I should play you. Uh, I would love, I would love to hear them. Them. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, it's like a one of those things that you like have to go through as a child songwriter. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you don't really. I mean, hopefully you don't have too many experiences, <laughs> right? You know that. I mean, you might, you know, but like, there's not. You're drawing on basically your your idea of what it, it feels like to have adult emotions. <laughs> right. You're just wow, it's incredibly distracting to listen in one ear <laughs> and talk at the same time. It's I feel like <laughs> Well, you're doing great. Baby Thank you. Is Go. Some harmonies in there. That's, we are like, professional all look at you. Filthy? Yeah. <laughs> use, some use of the word filthy. The Which, you know, in retrospect... Has been how I felt about sex Since I was, you know, 14 or 15 (laughs) So, I mean The entire time that I've been having it So, yeah, I guess that's Solid (laughs) That trap The thread that runs throughout your songwriting Exactly Feeling weird about intimacy (laughs) Yeah Okay Oh, here's the outro breathing Whoa. <laughs> get it jesus <laughs> oh no <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> woof <laughs> woofers woofers <laughs> So I love that image. Top or bottom? Bottom, bottom bunk. The top is for guests. Mm-hmm. I also had a bunk bed uh, growing up. I had it through high school, and near the middle and end of high school, it became very useful for my boyfriend to sneak in my window because I was in a basement room, and, then, and the top bunk. Just was perfectly in line with the small basement window. Luckily, had a small boyfriend, so he could just wiggle (laughs) his way through. (laughs) That's good. Oh man, wow, that is that's high level. I never I never snuck anyone over. I didn't really have to because my parents were incredibly lenient. But I I guess I snuck out a couple of times. Yeah, it wasn't great because eventually we got caught. Oh, I hope my mom's not listening to this. Oh, how, that must have been horrible. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> God. It wasn't good. Jesus. But I think of bunk beds fondly because of that. They can be a really useful tool. Yeah. I like, you know. I like the bottom bunk because it makes you feel safe because there's something around you. Because it's like a little cave. Exactly. And the top bunk makes you feel safe because you're far away from everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Win-win. Exactly. And you can also put a bunch of shit up there. And when you put too much stuff on your bed and your bed is too messy, you can sleep on the other bunk. (laughs) That's true. Um, (laughs) Which maybe I should get one of those now. Yeah, (laughs) you could. (laughs) No one is stopping me. You have another one for us to listen to. Let's let's move on to past the folk punk stage. We're going to move into the um, novelty country band that Wonderful. I was doing before um before I started doing what I'm doing now. This was like probably early 20s. Uh which is the there was like a weird phase in my songwriting I mean, something that happened in my songwriting when I was like transitioning out of high school into college where I was like, noticed that a lot of the popular music, popular music um, <laughs> around kind of sounded like, I was like, hey, there's like, I guess like banjos and stuff in in this, like when the Ava brothers were getting, re- it was terrible music, but I was like, i could write music like this they're all like you know like all that like super terrible anthemic yeah like mumford and sons shit which i didn't yeah yeah i didn't like it but i i tried to sell out (laughs) to no one (laughs) tried to sell out to no one in particular well this one is basically just everybody hurts so maybe we'll do the other one (laughs) great Much increased production quality. Yes. <laughs> Got a band playing the music now. What do you do with a heart? Gasoline. This was before I felt comfortable playing guitar in front of other people. You've been so, so busy getting smart just get my brother to do it. That works. You can run away from home, get your mama on the phone, but you song just kind of sucks like (laughs) it's like not not the worst thing i've ever heard but it's not it's nothing it's a nothing song right yeah it's just like yeah like you wouldn't remember it exactly yeah it's just (laughs) yeah that's a there's some recurring themes though now. Is, it's like not even worth finishing. <laughs> it's so uh nothing. Uh we'll see if anything interesting happens. Ooh, a bridge. You're old enough to know we will always still like talking about uh making cancer puns in my jokes because i am a cancer uh so that's that tracks too but uh yeah i don't know like uh i feel like the line you're old enough to know (laughs) is just uh that's definitely me trying to write a like a you know get the i guess you're supposed to listen to this in the bar at the, end of the night or so. I don't know if that's how it worked out, but that was that was probably the intention. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a song. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think you have one more for us yeah. to listen to. Yeah. Great. So this is when I really fully pivoted to the to the novelty country thing. And uh it's just a an embarrassing song about I was writing a lot at this point about how cool I thought drinking was, which you know, foreshadowing I'm an alcoholic, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that also tracks <laughs> I this is a Dixie Lou and the real baths. <laughs> the band was good but i didn't have anything to do with that <laughs> you really went through like a lot of genres oh yeah oh yeah you can hear my uh... i've never been able to get rid of my fake southern accent um... <laughs> <laughs> it still happens uh, when I sing, so. I'll wait for him where he left me in the back of the liquor, liquor store. store. Out. It was a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> One that's, of those fun little jokes. It's funny because I, you know, I made it true. I did this to myself. I <laughs> willed it into existence. It's like the secret, but like for a bad thing. Ex- oh yeah, actually, yeah, that's fully real. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we, I know. <laughs> we should write a book called The Bad Secret. <laughs> the Bad Secret. <laughs> the Other Secret. <laughs> But i, can't pretend he's me if I, I stay, really like, like to write uh, write songs about my uh, <laughs> I I inappropriate uh, age gaps in my relationship. <laughs> this would be about my, uh, let's see, I think around this time it would have been like, I don't know, there's a 14 year difference there. In the yeah, late teens, early twenties. So, so that was funny. grody, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little filthy. Yeah, a little filthy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, Can't this is the this is I what I'm learning so here by listening to this show. shit. Yeah. I did everything Indiana bad that happened Indiana to me. I did to myself. Uh, uh, <laughs> by, uh, <I'm laughs> There's a line in the Krill, Krill song. It, <laughs> he's basically talking about, um, like kind of i assume his like experiencing his mental illness for the first time and he's like uh he's like i it's something about like i i did it to my like i did it because i wanted to (laughs) uh and uh yeah i I identify with that a lot i feel like i made it all happen to me so that's that i guess (laughs) well perhaps not true but (laughs) sure sure it could seem like that (laughs) no it's it's my fault (laughs) i can't wait to take this to therapy i finally have proof unequivocal proof my therapist has been trying to prove me wrong for months well great you can bring in this podcast it's all being recorded (laughs) exactly there you go look brendan look i'm terrible (laughs) So how would you say, if if at all, your songwriting process has changed over the years? I mean, obviously you went through a lot of genres and iterations of groups and things, but... I feel like I do it basically the same way. Yeah. I've done it the same way for... Yeah, which is, I don't know, like, I started out really not feeling competent on any kind of instrument, and so I would just, like touch the instrument until it made a sound that i thought sounded good and then i would do the sound again and then um maybe like write a melody over it and then give it to people who could actually play live Mm. and then i felt like nobody would take me seriously and also playing guitar looked fun so i started trying to do that and i'm still writing songs that way basically just like messing around i don't have hardly any formal music training and so i just talk over it (laughs) (laughs) yeah until stuff comes out and then uh and then i go to the band and we make it sound like a whole song together so yeah (laughs) (laughs) works (laughs) Mm -hmm. it seems to be working for you i mean is it yeah, you've made some good songs. <laughs> <laughs> debatable. <laughs> debatable. I don't know. Nothing is good though. So, you know, I like to think about it like uh all music is just a waste product of having been playing music. You know what I mean? So it's all like a what a record is just a massive dump, a turd <laughs> that you've polished up uh to show people what you've been doing in the on the pot for so long and uh <laughs> it was really maybe not worth listening to at all but you yeah. know some people one man's uh one man's turd is another man's conversation piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh as somebody who's coming close to releasing an album what you've said is not untrue. It does feel like I would just like to shit it out already. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you need is uh, a musical laxative. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I just need to shit it out so I can get onto my coffee. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Get it out of your system. <laughs> buy a trombone yes buy some checkered accessories yes and start uh start skanking the night away um skanking the night away will be the name of my first album yeah it's also a really good cardio i can't uh oh i'm sure i can't do it anymore oh really you lost it yeah no it was only a brief window Mm. from like ages 14 to 17 where i could really throw down in the circle pit (laughs) (laughs) the mosh waltz that was a fun one looks like are people who played folk punk kind of like the theater kids of the music of the independent music world that i just hurt myself it feels like it a little bit (sighs) i sorry felt so good thinking i had escaped um but no but no Really, just the same thing. I mean, or is it? I don't know. I feel like emo. It could be that way also. Yeah, and I was right there too. Yeah, right in there. You know. Same. Anything. (laughs) Anything. It's funny. I had a cooler older sister. Still have one. Um. But yeah, she was like into like, the good punk and like Mm -hmm. I don't know like gothic industrial music or something and you know i was like my form of rebellion was listening to my chemical romance (laughs) secretly and being a furry um the two things that my siblings thought were the lamest things in the world but yeah (laughs) uh i had to (laughs) i was compelled towards them (laughs) you got to do what your little heart tells you that's right and my little heart told me to uh you know draw myself as an anthropomorphic half rabbit half fox um for a long time yeah (laughs) because i wasn't ready to be gay i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah that tracks (laughs) i don't know all sex seems weird to me this could be transition from that uh what are some things you've been listening to oh, lately shoot. that have been inspiring you uh, music you've been liking scroll through that phone let me let me look at my cell phone Do it. okay here we go you know i honestly have been listening to like the same <laughs> like four records my entire life great it, what it are hasn't they hasn't really changed <laughs> Two Michael Hurley records that my dad played all the time. I can't remember which ones they are. It was one with the... Uh... Oh, damn it. Oh, darn it. Well, I can think of a better answer than this. Recently, I've been revisiting um, this Chet Baker album. This isn't one of those albums, by the way, but... Well, I guess my parents used to listen to it, so it is, but this chet baker album where it's all his like vocal songs so it's just like super smooth oh, Like cool. super sl- he just has the slimiest voice of all time <laughs> but it's kind of good so i've been into that and i've been listening to the blaze foley song clay pigeons on repeat for a while I like to listen to Lucinda Williams and then listen to the Vic Chestnut song Lucinda Williams when I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's like the end of it. (laughs) Exactly. And then uh, I've also... Bonnie Prince Billy did a cover of this um, Jerry Garcia song called Ruben and Charisse. Mm -hmm. That I just got... I got obsessed with the original like a few years ago, but I could never... (sighs) his vocal delivery is a little bit punishing um which you get used to because the instrumentation is really fun on the original but it's it's kind of nice to hurt hear it sung by uh somebody who doesn't sound so fucking goofy (laughs) um but yeah i'd listen to that one on repeat alone well thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for having me Mm -hmm. and thank you everyone for listening bye bye grandma died and everyone is unhappy yellow thanks for listening to this episode of bad songwriter podcast you can give izzy true's music a listen on the internet where music is found. You can find us on Instagram at BadSongwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you are a songwriter who is interested in being on the podcast, give me an email at pod at gmail.com If you're enjoying listening to the episodes, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, share it on social media, send it to a friend. It really helps us out. Have a good week. See you next week. Bye. Mom and auntie got each other riled.